gently descending God upon this place. Thank you for your presence. Thank you, Lord, for preparing our hearts to receive what you have for us. God, you'll stir up in us the faith to walk it out. Thank you, Lord, for your grace, your mercy, your goodness. Lord, everyone in the house is blessed because we're made in the image and likeness of you, Father. And you've given us the authority to speak your word and to walk in the fullness called the church, the fullness of Christ to bless, to be a blessing. Even heaven, Lord, we bless heaven by gathering here today and exalting your son. Angels desire to look into these things. But Father, we're your creatures drawn to you and now draw nigh to us for the remainder of this me speaking, Lord, will be you Move me out of the way and descend upon your people in the Lord Jesus' name. And everyone say amen. amen. You could be seated if you wish. I do want to honor the man and woman of God, Kim and Jonathan Anderson. And I appreciate what he says about integrity because it's, it's a lost thing in most, unfortunately, Christians and most homes and most churches. In fact, the Lord recently spoke to me about not calling myself a Christian. So I've, I've refrained from doing that. And I refer to myself as a believer because the Lord said Christianity will become a religion and it has already. But a believer, see, when you say you're a believer, you can't have no doubt because then you're a doubter. So you got to decide. I thank the Lord for making me a believer. Because when doubt tries to come, I'm a believer. So thank you, Jonathan, for your integrity and your leadership. I was here a year ago, and God gave me a word that we have not many fathers. And your pastor is a father. And you're about to see children added into this flock. 
The Lord gave me a word when Jonathan called, and you guys are coming up because uh, he mentioned we are, um, we did the phase of the preparation of the ground already. We are um, building a new sanctuary, and I have to make a confession to you that it's not by my desire. Now, that might shock you, but... At my birthday, I'll be 59 years old. And the last thing I wanted, I've retired once. And the last thing I wanted was a building project because it can be stressful. It can be hard. We've built twice. And, but the Lord wants this. And we're going to be obedient. And I... My request to the Lord to build the house is that we not be in debt. So we're going to build this with cash. And for what we've already seen God do, because you've got to remember when Beth and I moved to Galleon and we bought this piece of land, the demographics of a five-mile area of our church, the average income was 145 And every factory, almost every business, the storefronts downtown were most of them boarded up. And I cried out to God, what do you got against me? <laughs> but you know, God is a God of raising the dead. And I don't have time to go into it, but you'll see when you come to Galleon because Jonathan's going to be part of our grand opening next year when we open. We're going to have a celebration of, of this sanctuary. And you'll see the life that has come to a dead town. And not to anybody's surprise, it's all on the end of town where our church is. Not one thing has been added on the other end. It's all coming our way. Our property values are going up. Jobs are just springing up. A place where you couldn't get a job now has a big billboard hiring. So we are seeing the faithfulness of the Lord. And that's what I want to talk to you about because 20 years, 20 years, that's no small thing. Now, some of you, you work somewhere 20 years, you want a watch. <laughs> I'd give you one, but I don't wear watches. <laughs> it ain't about the watch. I'm, I'm just going to share some things, but I'm going to tell you, I know about 20. Because I've been married twice that long. <laughs> Stand up. I want to enter introduce my newlywed in April we'll be married 41 years and I can't still can't get over it's the love of my life And I want to thank uh, my friend Tony. Stand up again, Tony. Let them see you. 
Tony and I met a year ago at one of our tent revivals, uh, and uh, we've connected, and God's connected us, and I don't know exactly what all we're going to do together, but we're willing. We're willing. He lives in Indiana, so he flew down here to be with us because uh, God spoke to me about coming down here, not just to come down here and preach, but we wanted to go out and plant some seed in your city. And this is what we did yesterday. Um, Tony got one of them gadgets on his watch. I don't know what you call it, but he said we walked 4.2 miles yesterday. I didn't even think we walked a mile. And, and see, I, don't, don't get disappointed because, you know, Pastor said, who's the first time? And, you know, we passed out those little cards, probably, I don't know, a couple bags of them. We knocked on so many doors, met so many people. And see, not one of them's here. But you know why? I'm rejoicing. You know why? Because we planted into their seed, into their, into their sidewalks. We planted into their home. We spoke into them. They, they don't know it, but they're coming. They don't know it. Can I get a water? So don't, don't go by what you see. We'll get past that, but I want to get in the Word. I'm, I'm a man of the Word. I, and by the way, I'm not a doctor. Um, I wanted to be a doctor, but I didn't have enough patience. But I think he was talking about doctor of education. I, I'm not, listen, there's nothing in front of my name. And thank God there's nothing behind my name because there used to be a lot of debt and ugliness behind it. So there ain't nothing on either side. I don't even have a middle name. Just Danny's what you see is what you get. I asked my mom one time, I was serious, you know, I sat down, wanted to have that heart to heart, and I said, Mom, how come you didn't give me a middle name? And she looked me dead in the eye, and she said, times were hard when you were born. I just walked away. What, what, does, what does that mean? You just have to know my childhood to understand some of my stories because uh, I don't want to glorify the devil, but the other night at prayer meeting, I probably told a little bit too much about some of my situations. But listen, it just proves to me the power of God. If God can drag me out of the gutter, set my feet up on a rock, and establish my goings, and put me behind this pulpit. You know, I didn't even get to finish high school. I was so smart, they said, just leave early. <laughs> Thank you. But I want to go to 1 Peter 4. Are the scriptures going to be on the screen? Okay, 1 Peter 4.10. We'll get in the word. As every man hath received the gift, even so minister the same one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. 
Now, I know this church is called Exceeding Grace. And when, when, when Pastor Jonathan Anderson called me, the Lord led me to the scripture. Never preached on this before. Didn't have an understanding in it. Because the word manifold began to resonate in my spirit. And, and, and the Lord began to tell me that, that this manifold uh, that brings a variety of what God arranges and what God distributes through his gifts. Now, you, you get a hold of this today because, you know, in one side, the word manifold means several different types. But in a physical world, it means a chamber or pipe with a number of inlets or outlets used to collect or distribute, such as a car manifold. Now, if you've ever heard me preach, I reference a lot to cars because I was a gearhead, okay? I was in the hot rod era. I lived in that time when four speeds and positive rear ends, and it was all about what was under the hood. Yeah, you know, big blocks, and, you know, we, that was my era. I loved it. And then my brother, we were, we were known, man. We, we not seldom lost a race because my brother was a driver. He actually had someone offer to put him on a professional track, but we were too good for that. <laughs> so we just, when you walk up to your car, and you'll, you may have noticed there's a thing out the back called a tailpipe. Okay? That tailpipe is a flow of exhaust that travels completely underneath the car. It goes up into the engine and connected to the engine by a thing called a manifold. So it's a car manifold is something that is connected to each cylinder of your car. And these cylinders give off an exhaust because of the combustion engine. And it, they're multiple ports, individual ports, but the manifold brings them into one. Now, if you know anything about cars and building horsepower, one thing you got to do is you got to get that manifold off there. Because the, the company that put the manifold on there, they, they designed the manifold just to exhaust the gas or the carbon monoxide. But when you're trying to build horsepower, you, you get what's called a header. And what that header does is it lets that exhaust connect at a farther point of the engine so that the exhaust isn't holding anything back. So... What we're looking for is power. And a set of headers can throw you into four or five instant horsepower on some engines because you're doing nothing except for delaying the coming together of the exhaust to another point. But listen, in 1 Corinthians 2.4, okay, we're going to look at this. I'll throw a few scriptures at you this morning. And we're going to find out here that and my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in the demonstration of the spirit and of the power. So what God is looking for in the church today is power. And he's given us a manifold grace that has given us 
uh, a combination of different gifts that have come into but not delivered all the power that we're about to receive. So what we're going to do is we are going to demonstrate to the world in these last days of what the power of God in the church looks like. Now, what we did yesterday, we demonstrated a uh, manifold grace of God. See, some of you didn't know, but I just want to say thank you to those of you. I didn't know uh, Pastor Pastor Philip, Pastor Johnson was going to do this uh, because I thought, you know, when we had the prayer meeting, they'd just be two or three of us, four of us come out here and pray, but I guess he sent out a text, man, what, 30 some of you showed up? And it was amazing. Thank you for your prayers because everything that we talked about, because when I pray afterwards, we like, I come together and we like to talk about what God showed us. Everything that come out of your mouths, even the lady, I don't know where she is, that said she drawed a blank, we had an experience of drawing a blank. So, but, but Kim and, and Tony both was picking up from the Lord uh, about some spirit. What was it called, Tony? I can't say that. Promiscuity? Okay. They said that, and I thought, man, we, you know, I didn't know what that word meant. So I'm like, we're going to find us a new spirit out here. <laughs> I may not ever met that one. <laughs> so the, the next day, we're riding along in the car going out. I said, Tony, what kind of spirit is that? <laughs> So I know it. But listen, we met it. We met it through a missionary on your streets, out by the Dollar General. A man asked for directions, and Tony said, we want to pray for you. And he dropped his head, and he said, I was a missionary. Been to Hades and several countries, and, and he got thrown out of the missionary field, and he's homeless in St. Petersburg. And we took him to the, or he wanted to go to the back of the store, and we prayed for him. And, and while we were praying, the Lord began to discern, and we discerned the spirit that was in him. So everything that was called out Friday night, we met it on the street. But see, God called it out, so we were ready to face it. We were covered in prayer. We had had the power to overcome, so we laid hands. We were fearless in this neighborhood. Tony was going down the street. They're having a party in the backyard. I, it might not be a good idea to run through somebody's yard, go to the back, but Tony takes off. Got you back, brother. We go in the backyard. They drugs laying on the table. They're back there, music, party. Tony, God sent us back here to pray for you. (laughs) See, this is what's coming to Exceeding Grace Church. This weekend was a demonstration of the power that God's ready to flow because through his manifold grace, he's bringing gifts out of each of you. Some you don't even know you got. Some of you, you've been holding back. Some of you that you've been wanting to, to let go. And let me tell you, the reason you've been waiting to let go is you've been waiting on this celebration. You don't know this, but this is what the Lord says because 20 in the Bible, guess what? means expectancy. 
Now it's a twofold meaning. It also has a meaning of a redemption because of the silver solders or the sockets that was in the tent. Some people bring that out, but I want to show you because I didn't, I'm not going to give you all these scriptures, but I'm just going to run through some of them because 20 years uh, Jacob waited with a passion ex expectation for his wives and possession. Now you think about a, a waiting 20 years for your wives. And I yell back then it was wives. Don't try that today. We're in a different time. One's all you can handle, sir. Some of you struggle with that. Just <laughs> 20 years Israel waited for the deliverance through Samson. But they had an expectancy that somebody had given a prophecy that the Lord was going to bring forth some long-haired prophet to judge them that was going to have what? The power and anointing of God that even was physically manifest upon him that he could whip a thousand men with a jawbone or he could do great, push down. Listen, he just went up and tore off the city gates and took it back to his camp and that's power and they waited 20 years to see the demonstration of God's power. 20 years they waited to, for the covenant, Ark of the Covenant it was, was taken in another city and it was held for 20 years and they prayed, they expected, they had an expectancy that was fulfilled on the 20th year that it was held captive. When they got that Ark back, they went into the enemy's territory and they wreaked Havoc, they tore them up, they tore them up, they beat the enemy. Why? Because their expectancy was fulfilled in their waiting upon God. I'm here today to tell you this 20 years means something to you. You've got an expectancy. Some of you have been expecting for a gift to come. Some have been expecting for the finances to come. Some have been expecting for different things. Well, let me tell you, this is your year. This is your release. This is your manifold grace of God. It's going to bring the power to this church to do exceeding abundantly better than all that you can think or ask. But you've got to stand up and walk in it. And you've got to stand in faith. You got to get fearless. See, the Lord, I said, Lord, how, how's this going to work? See, I'm that type of guy. That's how I end up being a gearhead. I don't know how it works. I had to take it apart. When I was a kid, I had the toy, I'd take it apart. Sometimes I had toys taken apart. I don't know how to get them back together. But I learned. I just wanted to take this apart. And this is what the Lord spoke to me. He said, Danny, this is going to work like as the Gulf Stream. I barely knew what the Gulf Stream was when the Lord spoke to me. Gulf Stream. I've heard of an Airstream, which is a camper. 
Can I get my picture? Now I want you to look at this. The Lord said, it will be likened as unto the Gulf Stream. Now you guys live in Florida. Some of you born and raised here. You probably know more about the Gulf Stream than I do. But I'm going to tell you what I've learned about the Gulf Stream. First of all, this thing goes all the way around Florida. Some call it a river in the ocean. Because what the Gulf Stream does is transports, it literally travels body of water moving in the ocean. It don't even make sense. A river, a stream in the ocean? Oh, you ready for this? It says the Gulf Stream transports varieties. Ooh, there's that manifold. See, when we went downtown yesterday, we walked up the houses, Latino, two black guys and a white hillbilly. They locking the doors. What has come to St. Petersburg? One lady wasn't even, me and Eric, we went up to the house, 717, and she said, I, I'm not opening the door, but I'll let you pray for me. She put her hand on the screen. <laughs> That's okay, honey, I've been screened before. Oh, we had so much fun yesterday. But let me, let me just share this with you. It says that the, that the Gulf Stream, now this is, I'm going to read this to you because I don't know nothing about the Gulf Stream. I'm just going to give you uh, facts I found out about it. This ocean or stream that moves throughout the ocean, river or stream, it moves throughout the ocean, is traveling about five or six miles an hour. It moves so many, I didn't even write down, the thousands of gallons of water that is actually moving inside the ocean. It makes no sense to me. But I'm just going to tell you what I found out was they said it actually moves quicker and more water in the fall of the year. Ooh. When are we celebrating 20? What's, what season is it? God knows what he's doing, don't he? God knows the time. God knows how to move. God knows how to place you where he wants you, when he wants you to get the job done, Tony. God knows. He's got me here in the fall telling you that the maximum potential of the Gulf Stream is now. This ain't some future event. But once it goes around Florida and it comes up uh, uh, through the Atlantic and it hits up here called the Grand Banks, they said then it goes into multiple streams. Oh, I come out of my seat. I said, oh, God, what are you saying? It's the manifold grace of God is likened to the Gulf Stream. It'll start out in one place and it'll have power and he'll have movement and he'll go forward and then it breaks up into multiple streams. Let me tell you, church, 
each of you are making up a stream that God's bringing through Florida. You're gonna move things. There's power behind it. You better get your expectations up higher than it's ever been because God is speaking in your favor and God is bringing to you an illustration. Can I just get rid of this color? I want to preach this. Now, I found out. Okay, God, what's it do? Why is it there? It ain't no accident. And then I started researching. See, last year when I was down here, we went down to my sister's, a little hour and a half or so south. And first day we're down there on the beach, we get invited to watch a turtle release. I said... I was raised in the hills. I know about turtles. And I don't know why you brought me this far to take me to the bees to watch a turtle release. But it was spiritual. See, pay attention when God puts you somewhere at a certain time. So I'm just like, okay, God, I'm not going to lean to my own understanding. What do you want me to see in this little turtle? That thing ain't no bigger than that. It was the season when they hatched and, and they, they hatched these group of people. They devoted themselves to taking them down to the ocean. And they said, come on, guys, you got to see this. So, all right, let's go see this. And they brought them little turtles. They were little sea turtles. And they were probably about that big around. And they said they were putting them on the bank. And I looked at that turtle and I looked at that ocean. I looked at that turtle. Help you, brother. Lord, help you. Let me tell you what happened, though. She set one down on the bank about eight feet from the water. That little dude turned toward the water. He turned up the sand. He couldn't wait to get in the ocean. He just went right in there. He just went. I, he got some faith. He's got some faith. He knows what he's called to do. He knows where he's supposed to be. He knows what it, Oh, he knows who he is. He knows you ain't afraid of the masters of everything out there when you're designed and called of God to jump in it. Jump in it. And then they started telling me they tagged some of these little guys. Now, I don't know how you tag that. But they said they found out that some of them ended up, see, I guess a turtle, he's kind of slow. Even a sea turtle, he's slow. But they found them hundreds, even a thousand miles from where they turned them loose. They said he couldn't travel that far on his own. He got in the stream. He got in the stream. 
He got in the flow. He got in the movement where God prepared for him before he was ever born. And he knew by instinct, he climbed across the sand, jumped in the water, and he found that stream. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Some of you have been called turtles. Oh yeah, they talked about you. Look at that little church. The little slow bunch of growing. Pay no attention to that garbage. I actually stopped by a house down the road from the church here recently. And I invited them to church and this guy goes, yeah, we, we've lived here before you built that church. We've been watching. I said, really, what would you see? See, I always want to know what people, what do you think? He said, it started out slow. <laughs> I said, yeah, it did. It did. And it was small. Only a handful of us. Bought a piece of land. I prayed and fasted for about the land. And I said, God, I ain't buying this land. I ain't, that ain't doctor talk. But the, let me tell you, I ain't buying this land. <laughs> That's okay. I, I'm just simple, okay? I said, God, I ain't buying this land unless I got a confirmation. Lord said, you turn over to Isaiah. I think it was 35, 8. He said, there's your confirmation. Well, I turned over and read it. And it said, there'll be a highway that only the righteous shall be on. And the fools and them who are not of God can't climb up on it. Listen to me. The guy gave me two weeks to give him an answer. Two days before my deadline to buy the land. I'm praying. I said, I didn't want to tell God, but he knows anyway, so I had to confess it. It don't make no sense. I ask you for a confirmation to buy the land. You give me a scripture talking about a highway. My ways are not your ways. But let me tell you, the day before my deadline, Somebody called me, said, Pastor, I want to tell you something. They just announced half a mile from where you're buying the land. There's a four-lane highway coming through. There's a four-lane highway coming through. Let me tell you, God had planned for a flow before we bought the land. He's got a flow prepared for you. And he's going to get some of you in this stream. He's going to get you moving. You may have moved slow and you may move small. But you're about to get in there where you can move. Oh, glory to God. You're going to move. They said that turtle gets in that stream. He effortlessly, effortlessly can go 120 miles in, in 24 hours. 
I said, Lord, that's the kind of flow some Christians need. Effortlessly. But we're going to push them in. We're going to drag them in. You're going to want to jump in. Because after the day, you're going to be like a little turtle. You're going to look out there. I'm going. Get out of my way. I'm going. I'm going. I ain't afraid. I know what's out there. God has done spoke. That's my destiny. Let's go to Psalms 46. See, sometimes you just got to get people moving. You know, yeah, you've been to an airport, and, and this like freaked me out first time I seen it. They got an escalator that don't go up. I looked at that. like a stairway it goes nowhere I said what's that for and that guy said was with me he said just watch you know what here come a man with a briefcase he just come I'm going over here walking down this way I'm just walking this dude's like 20, 30 feet behind me. He said, watch this. This dude, he knows, see, he knows about the escalator that don't go up. I don't know about it. But look, he gets over. He don't go the way I'm going. He goes over here and he gets on the escalator. He's walking the same speed I'm walking. He just passes me up. I said, Lord, that's that double anointing. That's that double. That's double. You can go double at the same speed. You be mad. Oh, come on. Somebody, are you ready? Are you ready to get in the stream? Oh, they gonna be some people like me watching you. Well, I know them. They slow, but they passing me. And they ain't putting out no more effort than I am. But they just on a people mover, that's what they call them. A people mover. Well, glory to God. Don't you just love it? God uses the simple things that confound the wise. I'm qualified to do this. <laughs> it don't get no more simple than this. But look at Psalms 46. Look at this. Oh, there's a river. Say, there's a river. Look what he says. The streams whereof. Say, the streams thereof. Oh, before you get in the river, you got to get in the stream. See, so many people want to get in the river of God, but they don't want to be in the stream. I was raised in the hills of Kentucky. We had a river. But let me tell you, where I was raised, there was a stream. But you follow the stream, you'll find the river. Oh, See, some people don't want to get in the stream. It's too small. It's too slow. It's not what they're looking for. See, when you be, oh, when a church gets to be a river, then they come from everywhere. You know, you know why? Because they're too lazy to be in the stream. You're in the stream. And God's getting ready to increase. God's getting ready to double time you. Oh, you're going to flow. You say, I don't feel like we're doing anything different than we used to do, but we're getting there faster. 
That's what's happening at Victory Rock. Listen, demographics of 14.5. We're going to build an 8,000 square foot building with cash. You out of your mind. You're right. I am out of my mind because I am in Christ. Yeah, we decide, hey, you know what? We're going to do a pledge because somebody donated $2,500. And I took it before the church. And I said, listen, this is what the Lord says. He's sending money from out. This person don't go to our church. They're sending money from outside the church. There's a restaurant downtown donated. Uh, we're going to have an auction. They donated all their furniture. There's a car lot over here donated a car. I said, Lord, this ain't how we're supposed to build the church. Now, we took this furniture and we took the car. We, we sold it. <laughs> but let me tell you what the people did. They matched. They started matching that $2,500 pledge. In two weeks, we've taken in over twenty grand. in a little church but we're in the stream we're not moving on single time we're moving on double time we own Jesus walker it ain't a people it's the Jesus walker we're just doing what we always done that God has got us in the stream this stream it flows secretly see you can't go out here on the beach and see that golf stream. You can't even swim down with scuba gear and see it because it's invisible, but it's there. This is what I'm talking about with what God's doing in the last days. And not everybody's going, nobody's going to see it. You see, everybody wants to see something. Just blind Thomases. Till I see and I feel. I preached a message not too long ago. I had lead in my pocket. I said, the first person tells me I'm going to do that if I feel lead. Here, you just feel all that. You done felt lead. Now you feel lead, we can get busy. I told you, man, I'm, I'm out there. <laughs> but listen, I, I wanted to know how it worked. See, I want to know, how's it work, Lord? You know, forgive me, I'm a man of faith, and I know it's there. I know they turned this little turtle loose, and he knew more than I know. I felt kind of dumb after I learned all this because I said, that little guy knew more than I did. I'm laughing at him, and he's laughing at me. <laughs> How's it work, Lord? And God said, study it out. So I went and looked it up, and it says that it's the intensity of two things. There's wind and heat. And through the pressure of the wind, who gets the water moving and the heat that heats the water, this thing begins to flow. 
and it flows at such a rate. And I wish I'd have wrote down uh, how, how many uh, gallons of water per minute is moving. It's thousands of gallons of water moving. And, and it's, it's, it's moving, and, and I'm like, Lord, you know, how does this work in the church, though? How, you know, what do I tell the people? Yeah, there's a stream. You're going to give us double time, and I believe it, but how's it going to work? They're going to want to know, like they asked Moses, who told you? But listen what he said or showed me. He said, it likened, this is likened unto, to that Gulf Stream, but it moves through heat. Now, I instantly in my spirit, I heard the words of John the Baptist. I'll baptize you with water, but there's one after me who will baptize you in the Holy Ghost and fire. Why do you think God wants to heat you up? Have you ever seen a fire that ain't hot? Not till I went to Tim Horton's. One of them new businesses we got in Galleon, we got us a coffee shop. See, I knew God was in it when the coffee shop showed up. <laughs> I have a coffee bar. We have a coffee bar in our house. Jonathan's seen it. So I go down to the coffee shop. I'm going to give them my business. I get me a cup of coffee. This brand new building. They got a fireplace over here. I get my coffee. I go sit by the fire. I said, I don't feel nothing. I reach over there, it's fake. <laughs> There's a TV above the fireplace and the news was on. I said, we got a fake fire, fake news. Is the coffee real? <laughs> and it ain't real in here. But listen, the Lord put me to studying heat. See, I used to run from it. I'll let some of you figure that out. But heat creates movement. I was sharing with my brother Tony the other night. We had a little Bible study about how everything works on frequency. Everything's moving. See, God didn't create nothing to lie dormant. That's right. Everything moving. Everything. You know, you guys been you know, went to farther school than I did, even though that everything, the molecules, everything's moving. So I got to studying about heat and movement. And I got I figured something out. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a revelation. You know how a microwave works? Yeah. I'm not talking about open door, put it in, push a button. <laughs> That's all I knew about it <laughs> until I studied it. But inside this little box, there's frequencies. There's a there there's movement. That these frequencies, uh, uh, they, they, they call this thing, uh, like in, they call it the eddy, or it's, it's electromagnetic energy. 
And what happens is, is this stuff, it, it speeds up. The microwave speeds up the, the frequency waves that goes through the box. And what happens when you put that cup of water in there and these frequencies are faster than the frequencies in the water. And see, what happens is it forces the water to match the frequency of the box. Oh, you're going to get this. You're going to get it. God is going to put you in the stream. You're not only going to go, but you're going to heat up. You're going to be on fire. You're going to flow. You're going to be in some movement. And God is going to change the atmosphere of your entire life. See, how do you think we walk down that streets and we, uh, I, was you fearful? I wasn't fearful. One thing is, men, Tony, we ain't no little boys. And then Tony here, you, you have to hear his testimony sometime. He was literally shot in the face once. So we both should have been dead already. <laughs> that man gone. But we knew we were going to change the atmosphere. We're going to change the atmosphere. Because the frequency that's walking with us is faster than the frequency that's out there. And what happens? What happens when you turn that button or you push that button and you hit go? Them frequencies start passing through the water and the electrons or atoms and all the little things inside the water, it, it, they get moving to try to match the frequency. Listen, this thing in this box is going so fast that it can go around the earth four times in one minute. Oh, it's moving. And it gets that water. The atoms and everything in the water, they start getting excited. And they got to move. They got to move. They get to move. And when they move, they move against, and they build up a heat. And the next thing you know, the water starts boiling. Oh. Now, you know what happens to water when it boils long enough? It vaporizes because it didn't start out being a physical. It's called H2O. Oh, look at me now. I'm up here teaching. Yeah. Hey. Hey. I got my BA degree. Born again. Yeah. Listen, this water, see, when we're a believer, we got to be in the movement. We got to be on fire. We got to change everything around us. Because you take that same water that you put in the microwave and you set them electrons that's traveling all that speed that can go around the earth four times in a minute and, and excite everything in that water. And that water starts boiling and it goes back to a spiritual state. You take that same water and you stick it in the deep freeze. And guess what happens? The cold slows down the content of the water and it causes to freeze. Oh, we're coming to a choice in the church. We either going to be the frozen chosen or we going to be the fire of God. 
because it's moving. It's moving. The stream's coming. And I said, God, we got to know how this works. And we got to know how this moves. Because you see, look what it says in Acts 2. We'll go to Acts 2. and then, Because there's frequencies that are moving all through the air. Everything. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were with one accord in one place. And suddenly, there come a What? What's a sound? It's a frequency. There's sounds traveling through here. Sounds of a voice. Your voice is distinct because it gives a frequency that nobody else can give that frequency. God's voice is a frequency. It's like none other. But it's a sound. Now, let me tell you something about sound. When sound is released, it has an effect upon what it touches. See, see, some of you, when you got pregnant, you couldn't wait. You went to the doctor, and what'd they do? Thank you. Now, I didn't get one. <laughs> Just so you know. But ultrasound told you what you were pregnant with. Oh, some of you are pregnant and you're about to get an ultrasound. I'm not talking about with a child. You're pregnant with something out of heaven. Or else you're pregnant with something out of the earth. And I'm about to speak a word that's going to call what's in you for. And you're about to know what you're pregnant with. You're about to know what you're pregnant with. Is it of God that wants to get in the stream? Or is it going to climb in an icebox and just become the frozen chosen? I'll tell you what, me and my house, that's for me and my house. We'll serve the Lord. We'll get in the stream. We'll be on fire for God. And these streams, I want the musicians to get ready. These streams are streams, and this is what the Lord has shown me. They're streams of evangelism. They're streams of the prophetic. They're streams of the apostolic. They're streams. Look at John 7, 38, and if the musicians will come, we're going to close right here. He that believeth on me, saith the Lord, as the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall what? Flow rivers of living waters. Stand to your feet. Today is your ultrasound. Am I in? Or I'm not. Because I'm going to tell you, by unction of the Lord, what's about to walk through them doors. Me, Tony, Eric, and young Jonathan walked them streets. We sold into people. See, I'm not foolish enough to be disappointed that nobody's here. We gave away several hundred cards, prayed for I don't know how many people. We were out there in the hot sun for, what, seven hours? And you said we walked 4.2 miles. I didn't want to quit. When we quit, I was energized. I was on fire. I, we was in the flow. 
But see, the devil used to trip me up. If I'd have done that years ago and nobody showed up, I'd been disappointed because I would have wanted to dig up my seed and see what was going on. Don't, don't, you see, no, ain't no farmer. We live up there in farmland. Up there, farmers, they farm a thousand, one farmer may farm thousands of acres. He goes out there and he tills the ground. He plants the seed. He don't even go back. He don't even worry about it. We had a farmer in our church and I asked him about it. And he said, well, no. Our job is done. Oh, our job is done. See, when you get in the flow and you sow in the flow, don't go back, dig up your seed. Uh Uh-uh. See, I have something else. The Lord just reminded me. If I, I, I got such chicken scratching notes, but I want to share something if I can find it. Because it had to do I'll just do it by memory. Maybe I didn't write it down. But the Lord took me over to the flow. I looked up some words. That's what it was in the scripture. One of the scriptures I give you, I looked up some words. And the words was given a explanation as to what they meant. Here it is. In Psalms 46.4. Okay. There's two words. There was the stream and river. Remember? I forgot this part. The Lord had me look these words up. The stream in, in Psalms 46.4 means channel. See, you got to be a channel to get to the river. The word river, listen to this, is in Hebrew. I'm going to try this. It's Nahar. It's where they get the word the Nile. Because the Egyptians was the richest people on the face of the earth. In fact, they're discovering still some of their riches. And they believed that the Nile was the mother of all living. That's why when Pharaoh's daughter found Moses in the basket, they was willing to make him a Pharaoh because he was from the mother of all living. The Nile would raise its banks and overflow and fertile the land and they would have abundance of crops. But also the word now comes from the word prosperity. See, where there's a flow, there's a prosper. Galleon was a cesspool. Galleon was dead. Galleon was like a cistern that was broken. And it didn't matter what you poured into it. It wasn't going to matter. But if it did hold water, it was going to be stagnant. But there's a flow come through our town. There's a flow come through our town. 
There's prosperity coming through our town. There's money being invested into our town. There's billboards people wanting to hire. They're saying they can't get enough workers. And we're seeing prosperity, jobs, increase of pay, and things are beginning to happen. Why? Because we were steadfast, stood our ground, went to where God told us, and we stayed in the flow. We stayed in the place for the years that God told us. And you're here for this 20 years. It just simply means, my friend, that your expectation is being fulfilled. Thank you for reminding me of that, Lord. But I, I want you to just bow your heads for a moment. I want to begin this altar call with the lost. Now, I don't keep track of it, but our elders at Victory Rock said in the last several months we've had 40 people saved. We're busting out the walls. If you're here this morning and you don't know that you know that you're born again, or maybe you were saved once and you went back, I'm not here to teach doctrine. But if you don't know in your heart for a surety that you're going to heaven, I want you to come out of your seat and come up here. We're going to get you born. You, you can't get in the flow. See, there was another little turtle I didn't tell you about. The second turtle they set down, he turned and went back to the bank. He was afraid of his destiny. He was afraid of what God had for him. He was afraid. I asked the lady, what are you going to do with that one? She said, well, we'll bring him back and try it again tomorrow. But if he won't get in the ocean, we'll just have to have somebody do something with him. I'd have fed him to the raccoons. He fooled out. Who are you? You need assurance today. You need to know that you know that you know. Maybe you want, you say, Pastor, I've tried it before. Didn't work. Well, this is different. We're putting you in a flow today. We're putting you in a flow today. Is there one? Come on. We're not going to linger. I'm not going to play one, two, three, and I don't do that. I'm going to move on because this thing's flowing. We're going somewhere. You need to be born again. You need to know that you know that you know. Maybe you thought you was or hoped you was or once you was, but now you know. You need to come up here and give your heart to Jesus Christ. You're going to be like that little turtle that turned and went back on the bank. You're going to run from your destiny. You're going to run for what God has for you. You're going to turn your back to what everything that lied before you because you were fearful to get in that massive ocean. You were fearful to get into what God had. He didn't know there waited him a flow. He didn't know there waited for him prosperity. He didn't know they were waiting for him that he could effortlessly travel and enjoy. In fact, one writer even said that Gulf Stream is called the taxi of the ocean. You get on, go for a ride, and get off where there's abundance. 
Come on. Okay, we're going to switch it up. Now we're going to say we're come up here and line up everybody that wants in the flow. Maybe you're not in it, but you want in the flow. Now some of you are in the flow. I know you are. You're a part of this church. You're members. You pray. You serve. You have positions. But there's some of you that you've held back. There's some of you, no inside, and I'm talking to you, you got a gift that you've never released. You've got a calling you've never acknowledged. There's something in you that God's birthed you with you. This is your ultrasound right now. I'm calling you by the voice of the Lord to step out of your seat by faith. Run up here to the ocean. Get into where God wants you. Get in the flow of what God wants you to do. You, you've sat on the bank long enough. You've sailed back long enough. Be a believer today. Be a believer today. I'm coming, Lord. I'm coming. I'm getting in the flow. I'm getting in the movement. I want to be baptized in the Holy Ghost fire. I want to move in the Lord. I want to be on the people mover. I want to walk like I've walked but go twice as far. I want to move in the Lord. I want to see these places Taxing me, Lord, to where I can get off to abundance. Taxing me, Lord, to where I can get off in your will. Hallelujah. Lift your hands. Hallelujah. I just want you to say three simple words. Here am I. Here am I. See, that's all, the, that's all Samuel had to say. Here am I. Here am I. God knows your heart. He knows every thought and intent. He knows every hair that's on your head. He knows your capabilities. He said, I got plans for you. They're good and not evil. He said that I have given you an expected end. God wants you in a flow and go where you've never gone at a speed you've never gone. God is waiting for you today and you have stepped up and you have raised up your expectancy in the name of Jesus. Expectancy, expectancy in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on. Let's play us something. Come on. Our church, lift your hands. Are you expecting? Expecting. Receive of the Lord. Receive of the Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ. Receive. Receive today. Receive today. In the flow, Lord. In the flow. 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 In the flow, God, in the flow, Lord, in the flow today, Lord, in the flow, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, Father, I speak God life. I speak openness. I want to prophesy today that those of you that have walked up here, life is going to change for you. Life is going to change for you. Sir, come here. Come up here. What's going on with you? What's going on? You all right? Some reason you keep just standing out to me. You believe God's got something? You come up here today. God's got something. And God's got you 
He's got plans for you. He's got something stirring in here. Your altar sound says you're pregnant with a ministry. You're pregnant with a calling. You're pregnant with a purpose that God is going to bring forth out of you. But you got to surrender it all. You got to lay your life down. You got to get up on the altar of sacrifice before the Lord and hold nothing back. But you jump in, you be like that little turtle. Get on the sand and get in the water and go to the massiveness that God has for you. Come on, give the Lord a hand clap. Give the Lord a hand clap. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Pastor Jonathan. 